She's Nicole. And I'm Erica. And we're the co-conspirators of Women of Color Collaborative, where we're working, playing, and building our way toward healthier, safer, and more affirming spaces for women of color. This is Cool, Calm, Collaborative. Okay, so what's your favorite thing this week? How you doing? What's up? That's like three questions, but... It's a lot. Okay, I'm going to start with how I'm doing. I'm doing well. I cooked really good food this weekend. And I was so, really proud of myself. So um, I deeply believe that sweet potatoes are my spirit vegetable. And they speak to me. And I've had these beautiful sweet potatoes um, after picking them up from a, a, a restaurant here that was trying to give away some of their produce. So I've been making random sweet potato recipes and um, I failed at sweet potato pancakes COVID week two, I do believe. Um, so I was a little scarred, right, from the pancakes that went astray. But I found- Sorry, I called it pie. I didn't mean to call it a pie. <laughs> Well, that was that was the carrot bread cake situation. There's been a lot of fails, but only because I'm trying my hand at baking again, which I had to really like. I actually journaled about this a little bit. You see how stuff just comes up in the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> because um, I used to bake when I was younger with my great grandmother, and it was like my favorite thing to do. And so um, I think as I got older, the perfectionist in me didn't leave room for the flaws in baking whereas like cooking to me feels like an art and baking to me and people even say it's a science right and so i didn't like failing at that whereas cooking i can taste and feel my way through it i'm telling you i did some work on this i had to figure out what was triggering me while i was failing at these seemingly baked items this is so fascinating to me because we really do be on some opposite shit. Like we have the same experiences from opposite sides of the same thing. Because um, I was like, yeah, but what do you mean baking? Baking is exact. Like if you do everything you're supposed to do exactly right, it's right. And then, but that's it's it's correct. Like I don't think. <laughs> I think all of my fails in baking have been because I intentionally said, I'm going to cut that corner. Um, but I like baking because there's a right way to do it. Like there's a recipe. It's like math. Like two plus two always equals four. Yeah. And I think cooking for me, whatever side of the brain that is, cooking for me stimulates the other side. And so needing yeah. to go back and forth, um, I don't want to do it. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> and I feel like I don't do it very well. However, um, I decided to challenge myself because I really wanted sweet potato waffles. <clears throat> and so I got a recipe from a girlfriend who is Caribbean, who I absolutely love, but they don't use measurements, right? And so mm -hmm. my anxiety was super, super high, um, but I made it work. And so I had sweet potato waffles on our um, Walk Family reunion call this past weekend. They I looked made, amazing. They I'll looked make, so good. Like fried potatoes because I was, I'm missing my family and that makes me think about home. Um, so I made some skillet fried potatoes and then I had to do like an actual vinaigrette salad and blueberries because your girl had to balance 
all of those potatoes and the citrus, I needed something that made me feel good still by myself, not just satisfied. How you doing? Um, I am so much better today than I was a couple days ago. I think that, oh, that's the other part. I left the house. <laughs> and, because every week, you know, I can't grow my own groceries. So I go outside to get them. <laughs> I wish I could grow some toilet paper right now. But I went out and for whatever, I, I think, you know, there's that woke up on the wrong side of the bed type feeling. And I felt that just in general when I went um and when I got out there it's like everything I wanted to do turned out wrong and so I started to feel like you know what I'm just gonna go home and it's gonna be fine I'm gonna do this over um and later the same day I went back to the store and like really had an an internal meltdown because I let my therapy work I also talked to you in the car before I went into the store and like had a plan for the emotions I knew were coming when I tell you I wanted to knock the shelves down when I did not see any toilet paper on it I, I like my hands started shaking and I was like I'm gonna push this card into the shelf and then I'm gonna walk out the store and I'm never coming out again <laughs> like those were my irrational feelings and I just took a deep breath and I went straight for the candy aisle and now we have like five bags of chips all kinds of chocolates and <laughs> eventually I went back out and got all the groceries on my list. Like my my second try was literally everything but the one or two things on the list. So it's, and, and, and that day I woke up and decided like today is going to be better than it was when I went and tried to do this before because I can't, like emotionally I can't afford to feel like that anymore. Um, or I should say again, cause I'll feel like that, you know, cause this is day 42 of us being, quarantine or social distancing or whatever so um and it's gonna it's supposed to stop may 15th they think i don't know so i imagine there are going to be some more days where i'm just like i can't do this i think that having gone outside when i knew i wasn't feeling it um i probably won't do that again in the future i'll listen to myself a little bit more but i'm i'm feeling much better today um i i'm doing my own box braids please pray for me but (laughs) um, i know y'all rarely see me but i don't have my hair is shorter on the sides and in the back than it usually is and, and than it is on top um i'm fully confident that i'll be able to braid the top of my hair but until I can figure out or make my fingers grip the sides the way I need to, I can't move forward. Like, I, my brain will not let me set myself up by having beautiful braids on top and then a fro on the side, like, because that's what will happen. So I need to figure out the sides and then I'll be good. So that's, I'm, I'm feeling like a, I'm working a puzzle right now. But overall, I'm feeling good. What else did I say? Oh, what's your favorite thing this week? What is my favorite thing? My favorite thing, thing this week was walk week. Hands down, easy answer. It yeah. made every single day. And I shared this on Friday's call when we just were having sister girl time afterwards. <laughs> really and, did. Um, last week was really shitty for me. The last couple of weeks have been really shitty. Work has been, work has been overwhelming. And as a person, I, I navigate the line of being overwhelmed, but I don't think I've ever actually said that work is what's overwhelming me. And the fact that that is the reality right now is very telling for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so I, I have felt um, the anxiety, the stress of work much more in these last few weeks than I had ever before, which feels so counterintuitive to me because everything else in my body and the way I'm navigating is slowing down, right? And being very intentional about that. And so for work to exist in this other realm is very frustrating. Um, and so I found myself not wanting to drag that energy into all of our events in the evening, right? And I didn't have to work hard at it. Like it was just such a natural break and such a natural like um, embodiment of all the things that bring me pleasure and joy um, in a place and space that it was, it was healing for me last week. And so I'm really glad that we chose to commit ourselves <laughs> to an endeavor relatively quickly with folks who you know were willing to say yes because i mean ultimately we were you know we were piloting but they they were doing the actual lifting and the company I mean, you say relatively quickly i don't think we've ever pulled anything together in two weeks and not even two full weeks i feel like we decided on a monday we didn't start working on it until thursday or friday and then there was a week in between and for for us to have had the turnout the response and just the participation that we did have was amazing. So Walk Week was definitely great. Um, my favorite thing this week, um, I was able to um, buy hair for these box braids from a Black woman. It made me so happy to do it. Um, so I just assumed that beauty supply stores are closed. And so I asked a friend who asked a friend who is a hairdresser, where can I get stuff? And girl, the text message was, so you go to this, this website, right? And you see what they have, but then you call them and you see, I'm like, okay, so this is about to be some, some of that kind of shit. I got to do some real maneuvering to get this hair. Um, and it, I knew it was going to be a black woman. And so I was like, I don't care. I don't care where I had to drive. I was willing to drive to Antioch. And those of you who know me know I don't drive to Antioch. I don't drive in that direction. Now I told myself I will I will go wherever this woman is. Cause she told me, like, I don't know how far away you are, but I'll deliver. I was like, nah, I'm not coming get it. Cause she her store is open, but not open. You know what I'm saying? Like she was when I got there, she was in her car, like between delivering stuff and like unlocked her door and put my stuff out and get she gave me all kinds of samples I got random um black soap that somebody made in my bag like all of the things all the ways that a black woman takes care of you she mm -hmm. did that in a very simple way like it's her business to have a beauty supply but the fact that everybody's at home and she's got to find a way to stay in business and she's still willing to do all this it made me feel really good and you know, when we can go outside again for real, I go walk through her store and give her some real money. It was good. Black women are undefeated. Always. So I have an idea. <laughs> this is how all great things happen with Nicole and This Nick. is how Walk Week happens. <laughs> Apparently, the stuff I didn't want to do was also my idea. <laughs> that happened too. Um, okay, so I have an idea. And while we were thinking of the structure of the show and what makes sense, we came up with a really great flow. We do our check-in, we ask about our favorite things, and we go into the conversation for today. And I think what was missing from me, Fran, was an opportunity to just talk to you about the most random things that don't fit in the structure of the other places and spaces where we talk. So, because I love 
a good R&B song, Can We Talk, came into my spirit. And so, can we talk for a minute? So really, I'm going to give us three minutes, okay? Um, and I'm going to start us off. The people have been so concerned about the dating situation during COVID. There have been at least three different conversations I've been a part of this last week alone where folks are trying to figure out if they should navigate online dating, how are other people navigating online dating? Is this the time to be thinking about online dating? I'm curious. I know those days are, are not a part of your reality. However, well, and even, when, even when they were, I wasn't worried. I know. So what's really, this came up during our reunion. Um, and the sentiment was, um, this is a bad time to do it because I'm showing this part of me, but really, I'm I'm fancy. And my thought is like, that's wonderful. <laughs> like, this is when, like, I would get on Zoom and look at me like this, get to know me like this. And then I'll let you know when we can date outside, I'll let you know where to take me. <laughs> but I don't understand why I can't go to Fleming's, you know? Like, just because you met me looking like this doesn't mean that I can't get a fancy date, you know? And so the, the I didn't say that on the call because I was really high. <laughs> and I think I was washing dishes at the time. But <laughs> yeah, so it was like when I, I came back to listen, I was like, well, this is, this is, why wouldn't you want somebody to get to know you like this? I don't know. Um, the other part of that, though, is that, because I've been thinking about what I would be doing if I was single, and the answer is just, I would be up under some man, you know, <laughs> whoever it was. Like, I, if, if, I was about to say, it, assuming he's also single, but <laughs> if I'm dating somebody, obviously, we're going to pick a house, and that's where we're going to be during this. Like, um, I know that sounds like moving in with somebody, but that's like, if, if I'm a date you, that's, we're not moving in together. That's not what I'm saying. But like, I feel like we can be quarantined together at least for a couple of weeks. And then I'm gonna go back to my house or whatever the case. But I just feel like in the beginning of this, I probably would be with somebody, you know, um, I would be dating. I would probably be one of the rule breakers. Um, I would be out here. I think that this, why isn't this a good time today? And I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring it up because I, you know, when I find myself feeling like I'm the outlier in so many spaces about the same thing, then I just want to go, I need to ask somebody else now. Like I need to. <laughs> you come to the enabler who's like, girl, get your time. Is that an essential service? And that exactly is what's happening right now. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I have, I have, I have been in these streets just a little, just a little, safely, but just a little. Um, but I also have really been enjoying online dating during quarantine. I think it shows guys who already can't communicate well are still not going to communicate well, right? Even mm -hmm. with additional time or space or attention on their hands. And the guys who want to make a concerted effort um, are making a concerted effort. And mm -hmm. I like you, like I rather you see, I actually was talking to a guy and we were on the phone and he said, hey, can I video chat you? I said, right now? He said, yeah. And I said, okay, you're going to take it just like this is. And that was probably one of the most liberating, like 
icebreaker experiences, even though we had been talking for a couple weeks, because at this point it was like, I'm, I'm laying in the bed with my hair scarf on. So if this is what you want, let's get it. I'm trying not to, because we'll get into this in a second, but I'm not a slow moving type of person when I want, like I, it take, I think things through, but when I've made a decision, that's what I'm gonna do. You know, I met my husband on Twitter, okay? And it was like, we were talking March and April. I went and visited in May. I was living in St. Louis in September. When I make a decision or when something feels like it's right, then I'm, I'm just going to do that. And so this whole, it, should I be dating? Should I put my wig on? Should I make my face up? Hell no. Like, when, when is he ever going to get to know you? When? If not now, when? <laughs> like, <laughs> I would rather you see that I'm not going to do my hair for you because I'm in the in the bed than you expect me to put on a full face of makeup to go to sleep, you know? So I feel like this is transitioning now beyond um, can we talk. So I don't know what we're going to have to call this, this part of the segment. But um, as you know, I have treated myself to certain pieces of, of negligee um, from <clears throat> Riri. Uh, I finally committed and it's amazing. And actually right now, and I kept this on for our show because it made me feel good, right? Like I wore this little backless romper situation for myself and it makes me feel good. So I was talking to some girlfriends last night and I let them know I'm, I am going to go cake now. So it's time for me to get off the phone with y'all and I need to, (laughs) I'm going to enjoy the company of a man. So I holler at y'all later. Um, and one of them said, won't you put on, and there's two other pieces that are, I mean, very risque, um, that are beautiful. beautiful. And I was like, because I'm not wearing any of this for him. I'm wearing this for me. And this is what I feel comfortable in right now. This is what I want to wear. Also, who the hell said he get a free pass to my Riri lingerie just because we quarantined? Like, you you gonna have those levels there's levels Absolutely. the levels don't go to go away just because we on this video chat I don't know. um and i know it seems crazy to say there are levels when i'm willing to show a woman what my hair looks like under a bonnet but to me i'd rather i'd rather you work your way up to my good lingerie <laughs> than think that i'm going to present a fake face for you so yes <laughs> So this week we're talking about Always a Bridesmaid, a what I like to call a blackbuster. That is a movie with a predominantly black cast that you can find on a Saturday afternoon on BET. You know, sometimes they show them on TNT. There's a good Mickey Ficky in there sometimes instead of an MF. So, you know, I like those movies. Um, Always a Bridesmaid is on Netflix. Um, and that is what we're talking about. So we just gonna dive into this. So what was your first reaction, Erica? I took really good notes because I need to stay <laughs> on task with this. Um, so my, my first reaction was on the pre- predictability scale, solid nine like knew it out the gate right like that was my first reaction was are you going to commit to this movie when you know exactly where it's gonna go girl and i did i committed and i'm gonna be honest with you and all of our listeners shout out to the ten of y'all um that, <laughs> um i was this was a little bit of like 
cutting for me. You know, it was one of those nights where I was feeling good. I think whatever I really wanted to watch, I finished and I wasn't ready to go to bed yet. And it was like, let me see if I can ride this like new friends, which for me means new shows. How? Yeah. Um, and I clicked it knowing good and well, it was going to piss me off. Like I, I knew on so many levels that I was going to be upset about this. Um, which goes into my second first reaction. <laughs> You're um, such a Virgo. <laughs> um, which was, Erica, you're going to have to manage your triggers through this because it ain't that deep. And can't nobody come and save you because we're all quarantined. So <laughs> you have to manage your emotions through this and figure out a healthy outlet for all the stuff that's going to come up for you because you know exactly what you're doing to yourself. Yes. And yours? Yeah, those, are, those are solid first reactions. My first reaction was, I kind of hate this movie. Yeah. Like, that is... That to me. Yeah. It was like, my gut said, this is some bullshit, you hate this movie. And I also told myself, you are going to watch this movie um, and just talk about why you hate it. So it's fine. Everything will be fine. You can make, you can make it through this. Because what was the other one that I tried to watch and couldn't? Um, uncorked yes. and I had the same feeling about that and was like I'm not going to watch this it stayed on I saw the movie according to Netflix me too because again I love when black people work it um, which actually takes me to my highlights of the whole shit is I really love seeing the black people in a rom-com just doing not just regular shit but like regular black shit they were just you know being and I like that it was stated you know um, I, I don't remember exactly how she put it but there was she mentioned something about how people say that black people don't get married or whatever but all her friends are like I know pr probably I mean an equal number of married and single people like my people are married so I think that you know we white people are socialized to think that we are all baby daddies and welfare queens and shit like that um, and so it sucks that we have to say, you know, black people get married too, but white supremacy says we do have to say that. And I'm, I'm always happy to see normal black people shit on movies. So that was my, one of my main highlights for this one. Um, similarly, I think I appreciated seeing, um, I appreciate seeing things that I could relate to as someone who has been in 13 weddings. When number 14. I think that's I think that's my count, right? Um, which is again why I knew I was cutting when I even saw the name of, of this this movie. But I appreciated that there were moments that were truly relatable. She makes a comment when she's at the best friend's house that her, her bridesmaid's dress was the only one that she's ever been able to reuse, right? Um, she almost passes out because her dress is too tight in one of the, the weddings that she's in. Um, literally told the girl she needed to eat breakfast that morning. This is me now as a bridesmaid. Told the girl, you need to eat something, sis. You ain't looking too well, and these shoes are real high. What did girly do? Pass out the altar. So as one bridesmaid <laughs> who has seen it all, it was relatable. It felt like what happens 
I don't I don't know what it's like to be a white person. So I don't know about their their stuff. But the weddings that I've been a part of and the the way black women navigate those traditions together, although it looks it ebbs and flows, right? There were just so many moments where you go, this is what we look like. This is exactly how we show up. And so that was absolutely one of my highlights. Um what didn't work for you though? Do I only get one? No. We're going with the top one. Oh, okay. Okay. Whatever, whatever you want. Yeah. Immediately what didn't work for me was the age. Girlies were like in their twenties, talking about their life about to be over because they're not married. Twenty. Like when he proposed, right? Major spoiler alert. We should go back and say that at the beginning of all of these. Um, <laughs> when he proposed, it was on her 30th birthday. And I just feel like I'm over that. I'm over how ageism shows up in our spaces when we know that's not the reality. Like, I, you, you were astute enough to, to mention, it's literally in the opening of the film where she says millennials um, are getting married, you know, and her friends are keeping the wedding industry alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but then for us, so I feel for us to be so in tune with the reality of our generation in that way. But then you use an age like 29, come on, girl. Like, if you're going to be that stressed, can we, she, throw some, throw a five on that. And then maybe I would have rocked with it with the level of urgency and anxiety that then you expect for me to buy into in order for the movie to make sense. You know, that's, that's super interesting because um, when we were 30 or tapping on 30's door, we were seeing these same images. Um, it didn't bother me, but it didn't bother me as much as it did seeing that um, because I did when she said, um, when that bitch Nancy walked up to her and she was like, aren't you 30 or something like that? She said 29. I never would have, like, I make jokes with, you know, my husband is five years older than me. So I make jokes with him about being 29 when he was in his thirties. But like in a real way, the difference between 29 and 30 is nothing. Like the difference is there's, there's just nothing. It does not matter. So the fact that this thought over here, I guess, is married, that whole scene kind of bothered me. Yeah, that scene was rough. Although I appreciate the girlfriend showing up, but that scene, it was... Because I couldn't, and this this is this is my low point. Here we go. I don't know what I'm supposed to be getting from this movie, what message I'm supposed to take away. Mm-hmm. Um, because it wasn't just a feel, it didn't feel good to me. Like, it, it, so it's not a feel good rom-com. I didn't know what I'm supposed to be getting because we have that scene in the restaurant where this woman um, comes up to her and she's like, oh, aren't you the girl who was had that, that issue or whatever with that Kappa? And then she says, oh, I married that Kappa. It's like this, this, I'm supposed to feel some kind of triumph from her that she married this man or what? It's like, so? <laughs> so what? And then um, having her see a therapist or or I guess this woman, she kept calling her pastor, but having her see a pastor instead of not saying anything or not seeing a doctor was like, it was, why did we make this choice? Like what what message am I supposed to get from that? And Can I just can I- about the pastor because she was on the list she was on the list not just the pastor therapist which i appreciate us bringing to mainstream the fact that our age group does seek support from mental health practitioners the fact that this one was also a, a pastor it was like i see what line you tried to you had you tried to walk but i was struggling she made a comment and she said you're either preparing to be someone's wife or to be single and what what <laughs> I literally turned around and looked at the screen again. It was like, where are we doing that at, sis? Like, what kind of? 
So again, the blurred messages that are validated by not only are, am I, did the girly win because she married the Kappa and that's what I'm supposed to believe? Right. Pastor, pastoral woman, like they, they throw on a lot, right? A lot of the um, power mm-hmm. in, in that dynamic, in that relationship. Yeah, girl. She threw me. That was, I was what, what also bothered me was when um she's talking to mark and mark says that he was engaged once or whatever and she says she makes a comment like you were almost at the promised land and then when he proposes she says no it's like girl is it the promised land that you're trying to get to or is it something you don't think you want like what is it and i'm there's a lot to be said about you but when i was 29 i mean when i was i've always known (laughs) that either i'm gonna get married or i'm not and it ain't no big deal you know, um, I think one of one of the thing I have in my notes under I don't know what the message is. Um, her dad is unfaithful, but why wouldn't all the weddings she's in show her that love is still possible? Like she's so just because she has this one thing in her life, she is getting constant confirmation that marriage is possible. She she hangs out with her married friends, you know, and and they're happy. They're they're supportive of her all of these things like she sees examples of, of marriages that work and really her parents marriage worked for her mama you know the second time I watched it I was like this ain't none of her business I mean at I, all it ain't none of your business what your parents went through yeah it, it ain't it ain't your business yeah so I, <laughs> I she refused Mark's proposal because why <laughs> so yeah I I don't know. I I think that if I weigh my highlights, <laughs> and I, and we we just we talked about this, how I, I tend to grade things that are made by Black people or featuring Black people higher than what they deserve because I want um, I want to see more. Even if it's not shit that I want to watch, I want to see more of these movies get made. Like I love to see um, Thelma Hopkins, Richard Lawson, Ben Nicole Brown, even Apion Crockett. I like to see them working. I like to see this whole cast of new black people working. I don't know none of their names. Like I enjoy that, but um, this I'm, I don't think I'm the audience for it. This particular one, um, I'm gonna just rest on that. So I think overall, I'm going to give this one a C. I understand. I understand. So I agree with many of your points. Um, There were some moments that made me go, huh, this isn't that bad. It was more about, again, I think the relatability in a lot of ways. Um, They alluded to sororities and fraternities quite a bit. They went to Hampton. There's what sorority elephant, you think they in? The elephant on one of the girlfriend's walls in the back. And I think her like accent was red. And I was like, oh, okay, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Um, <laughs> I appreciate the girlfriends being true girlfriends in a lot of ways, right? The way they were able to reflect back with her, the way they encouraged her. Like, all again, I love seeing Black women show up for each other. So that was beautiful. The relationship with the dad was a stretch for me, you know? And I struggle with movies that like create this is what I was thinking about today as I rewatched the film. Um, we try to bring up like this generational tension and somehow it becomes like a beeline story, right? Mm-hmm. But 
the the lead character uses it as a lot of their premise for why they are so fucked up in a lot of ways whether it's their mother things that you know pushes them if we think about all of these same type of films either there's a a, a over um a dominant mom, mother figure right who has pushed the daughter to be this sort of picture perfect whatever um or there's a father who has done, you know, something very similar. And that just, for me, just felt tired. I was just sort of over it. It also wasn't well-developed in this movie. The scenes with her dad are very awkward to me. They they don't quite fit with the pace of the story. Um, and the, the final scene before the wedding with the dad bothered me. Like, and I, I don't know if it's, because I have honestly, you know, wrestled with the idea of myself of like, okay, if I, if I subscribe to a traditional wedding, who would I want to walk me down the aisle? And I've asked myself that question truthfully, not based on, you know, what tradition says, but if I'm thinking about what that means for me. So then the, just like all of a sudden they made up when before more, it, it was hard. It was a hard I, I had to be really honest. I fast forwarded to the end after that scene. I, I knew that they would get back together. Um, and I, kind of sort of predicted what the chain of events would be. I didn't really care how they got back together. So I missed her reconciling with her father, but that like for her to say it's over, you know, is a big deal to me. Like you can't go from it's over to walk me down my aisle, walk me down the aisle a year later or whatever. Like I just, I don't, I don't know. It wasn't developed well. It came out of no, if this was real life, I would be saying, Mark, you are a fucking fool. Like, why are you, why you want to marry this woman? Yeah, agreed. She was, she was baddie. She was baddie for real. The fact that she made her friends have a funeral for that fish. I was like, I, I know my people love me, but y'all better snatch a girl to snatch me. We, we not, we're not. Okay. All the thing, all things considered. Oh, one point I did not get to bring up that I did appreciate. And it was minor. I appreciated that Mark had a, 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 a relationship with his ex that allowed him to ask her certain questions. Um, and although they didn't really, you know, spotlight it, Girlie had an issue with that. I don't know if you caught it when... What was it that the conversation, he said something like I asked her about it or something and she said, oh, you still talk to you her. Talk it to was her. something, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, adults can talk to their exes. Exactly. And I don't think we see that enough in male, female, post, you know, post-relationship um, dynamics on on the screen and so I really really appreciate that not only did he say that but then they have an actual scene where he's having a conversation with his ex around why it didn't work out between them and there was no hostility he even said tell your husband I said hi that was a that was a good moment for me of black love cool. all right my great I'm giving it a I'm gonna give it a solid c plus I'm gonna go with c plus Nice. It's the same movie, wow. other movie. So, but you know, I didn't, I, I did not hate it. I just knew all the ways in which I wasn't gonna like it ahead of time. Well, that sounds so much better. I like that. <laughs> okay, so did we miss anything? Uh, let us know how you feel about Always a Bridesmaid. Am I tripping? <laughs> in the meantime, we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll wrap up the show. Walk is all about amplifying the visibility and voices of those members of our network that make this work worth doing. 
Right. Um, this week, this episode is unofficially brought to you by the amazing Black women who shared their time and talent with us during Walk Week. We are still riding the wave of all that magic. Shout out to our practitioners, Natasha Williams, Annie Parrison, Jordan Owens, Latanya Channel, Rokisha Bryan, Jasmine Dominique, Jackie Davis, and Nikki Beach. You ladies rock our worlds. Um, Thank you to everyone who joined our Zoom sessions all week, particularly our sister friend, Bernita, um, and our new friend, Ashley. Um, each of these ladies were able to join us every single day, and it was so lovely to see your faces um, and to know that we were all learning and growing and thriving together. Thanks so much for rocking with us and trusting us to create these experiences for you all. Yes. So if you missed any piece of Walk Week, you, you weren't able to join us on one day. Videos from all but one session are up on our website right now, workplaybuild.org. You can follow us on all the things. We're at Workplay Build all over because a bitch loves consistency. <laughs> we discovered that today. Um, so see you next week. She's Nicole. And I'm Erica. And this is Cool, Calm, and Collaborative.